back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith, and today we shine our consultant spotlight on Kip Box. So, Kip, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Danny, how you doing? It's great to be with you all today. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you. I've been listening to some of uh, your podcasts uh, with your yourself and Tim, and you all do a fantastic job. I'm really impressed with you all. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's very kind of you. It is a, a kind of the team effort. Uh, obviously, collaborating with Tim is a lot of fun. And uh, then we've got Kevin Cobb, who's our producer, who uh, well, he does a lot of the heavy lifting for us behind the scenes. People don't always see that. You know, he pushes us with the schedule and keeps us up to date on what to record, when to record, gives us the, the kind of the talking points in the scripts, does a lot of the pre and post-production work for us. So that's, that's a lot of the heavy lifting, if you will, that helps us there. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit here, Kip, about you, because that's really what this is all about for today. Kip is, uh, Kip is one of our consultants who, like myself, came to us as a, as a former client. Uh, and so tell us a little bit, first of all, uh, about, uh, well, I guess your former life before you retired from uh, the, the Japanese auto manufacturer that uh, we can't name here because of a non-disclosure agreement as a former client. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about uh, what your role there was with that company and, and how long you were with them, that type of thing, before you retired and how you came to, to be here at SafeStart. Well, Danny, thank you very much. That's a, that's a really interesting question. My, um, my career with that uh, Japanese uh, auto manufacturer that we won't talk about as far as name wise. I started off many, many years ago, over 30 years ago, uh, actually building motorcycles. And then I moved into from the motorcycles into the painting section. And from there, I moved into a leadership position. And during that leadership position time frame, I got the opportunity to work with our maintenance crews on the weekends and then moved into uh, working with our engineers on the weekends. And then I moved into another leadership position as a department leader. I had over 330 people in my department. And from there, uh, they asked me to move to Japan and live in Japan and, and work over there. And in that process, was able to start learning how to design robots and uh, work with the materials groups in which we actually developed the material to send to those robots to paint the cars and motorcycles, et cetera. And I came back and they moved me into the corporate world and we started designing plants and designing robots. So my primary focus was actually the design piece mm -hmm. of the robotics and the plants, which is, is it's interesting because I was actually on site out in, in another state other than Ohio. And while I was on site, uh, met this gentleman his name by the name of Jack Jackson. Jack was a great guy, or is a great guy, I should say, and um, he introduced me to Safe Start through that mm -hmm. piece. And then from there, uh, I was actually at a public workshop in Cincinnati, Ohio. And it's really funny. Uh, well, Larry Wilson, he tells the story. It's, it's really funny. I mean, I'm at, at this public workshop and I was doing one of the core units as far as teach back. And Larry happened to be in the room. And as I was going through the material, uh, I it, it was making sense to me. It, it, it was something that was easier for me to understand and grasp a hold of because it was more about people versus here's your policy and procedure. So as I'm walking through the material, just being myself, Larry, he was just like fixed on me. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the, at the end of the session, you know, everybody gave their feedback, et cetera. And, and at the end of the day, Larry approached me and he says, now Kip, he says, I've never done this before. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is strange. So, 
And he says, I'd like to offer you a job. Well, I started laughing at him. And, and Larry tells this story that he says, I, it's the first time I've ever offered somebody a job and they actually laughed at me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was four and a half years before I actually planned on retiring from the group that I was with. And over that period of time of four and a half years, Larry and Jack, and I got a chance to meet you as well, and Tim and Gary Higby, just wonderful people. And, and I felt this was a family piece that I wanted to be a part of. And, and over that four and a half years, uh, one of the questions that Larry Wilson asked me, he said, he said, Kip, he said, how many people do you influence a day now? And I said, mm, probably maybe 20 or 30, because that's the number of people I'd have in my class on average day when I was doing my previous life, as well as Safe Start with that organization. And uh, he says, how would you like to influence hundreds or thousands? Right. And, you know, it, it for me, um, it was a, it was like an aha moment. Like, this is, this is absolutely what I want to do. And it, it no longer became a job for me. It became a passion. Sure. So uh, that's actually how I got, uh, you know, my career. And how it took me through all those, I call hills and journeys and ups and downs, ended up in a corporate world. But then from there, was able to take the Safe Start principles and, and make it part of my own, my own life, my own world, if you would. Sure. So, so what, do you, what do you think is, uh, for you, what is, what is one of the unique things about Safe Start? Or I guess you could say, what do you just love about Safe Start as a, as a process, uh, as, as a both personally and professionally, I guess would be the way to put that. Well, it's, you know, I, I purposely choose the word love and uh, I do love it. <laughs> it's because it, it gives me tools to help people to see where they're at, but also where they can be. And uh, I reflect back to myself. Sure. Um, my life has not been easy. I mean, a lot of mistakes. And uh, with that, I've been very blessed to actually have the opportunity to actually take these tools and apply them in my own personal life. And I can sit and have a conversation. And, and, and really, it gives, it gives us these, these simple things that we can do so easily. And it doesn't take, uh, it doesn't take a PhD level. It does, it, it's applicable to anybody. And let me, let me use an example. Um, so as many people, as they get to know me, they'll find out that uh, one of my family person, I have, I have a wife of 40 years. And yes, she is a saint. Um, our first child, he's 33 years old. He has Down syndrome. He can't read and write. So Kyle, for him, it gives me the tools to help him to be safer. Yeah. It gives me the tools to help him to not make those same mistakes that dad's made. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, I, my reflexes are are still pretty good, not real good, but still pretty good. His reflexes aren't that good. The thought process that, so for me, it gives me the tools to help myself, but it gives me the tools to help him and my wife and my daughter. Um, and and that that's the personal side of it. The professional side of it is going into organization. And, and I just tell people straight up, I, you know, where we're at today is where we're at today. It is what it is. But Safe Start gives us the tools and, and to look beyond those policies and procedures. We, we need them. They're important. But the reason why I tell people, the reason why I use your safety glass policies is because my wife, I want to be able to see her. 
-hmm. my son and my daughter want to be able to hear them. So for me, it gives those simple tools. And and you'd be amazed at the number of times whenever I take that approach with people I get a chance to work with, or even even in the in the high school where my wife coaches, the athletes there. We use those same tools in the coaching aspect. And in right. all these aspects, it, it goes beyond the walls of the, the concrete, the, the brick and mortar. It goes beyond those walls. And it actually takes those walls down, if you would, and it's, it goes to the heart of it. Absolutely. And so for me, as a client, prof- professionally and personally, I absolutely love the process because it is so easy to, about talking about those states leading to those errors. But you know what the key to it is the critical error reduction techniques. And, and right. My, my son, my daughter, my wife, my son-in-law, all these people that's important in my life, including myself, it's so simple for us to use these. It's become part of our daily, daily lexicon, our daily life, if you will. Right, right. Yeah, it's so funny, too. I've, uh, I've kind of pulled back the curtain a bit here. I've seen some pictures of Kip uh, and, and some videos of Kip as he has been practicing <laughs> uh, his, his uh, Safe Start training uh, in the past, particularly uh, as we launched Safe Start Now, uh, he was going through and practicing some of the material for that. And uh, he, he showed me a video once of uh, his son, Kyle. And Kyle was his his audience as he was practicing. And uh, even though I'm sure Kyle has heard some of these this material and probably uh, a lot of your jokes before, uh, he... Um, <laughs> He, he was just, uh, he was a rapt audience for sure. I mean, he was just focused in, you know, so, uh, I, and I know that I've seen you use those concepts with him and, and talk to him about that. Uh, so that obviously is a huge, huge part of, uh, and, and an important part of safe start for you personally. I can, and I know that, right. And I see that with, yes. with him and yes. not just Kyle, but the rest of your family as well. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting because, um, and I, so I use, I use these concepts all the time. And as I said, I can have a conversation with my wife about, you know, the states and the years and the search, just like what you and I would have. And I can do the same thing with my daughter and my son-in-law. But with Kyle, I, I actually make it, it little examples, little stories. And, and not, not kidding you, this happens probably, I don't want to exaggerate, but it's probably been at least, at least five years ago. And I was actually sitting at a traffic light and my cell phone, I typically, well, not typically, I won't talk on my cell phone when I'm driving because it's statistically, we just know it's not good. Okay. Right. So, and, and Kyle, you know, he hears me talking about these things and, and pointing out these different types of things. And uh, I'm sitting at a traffic light, literally, and my phone rings. It's on my console. And literally, traffic light, sitting there, not moving. I just pick up the cell phone just to see who's calling me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kyle's sitting in the front seat. He's coloring me. He looks to me as innocently as he could and he said, Daddy, you trying to kill me. And I'm thinking, you know, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> he gets it. He understands that those distracted driving pieces. And, and for me, that's why I say whenever we can have this type of a discussion, dialogue with anybody, what well, makes sense now? And that, that's exactly what motivates us to get out of bed in the morning is to get up and to go to work and do something to make, make, a, make a positive influence. Sure. Well, say start, it comes into the work environment, but it's too valuable to stay there. And, yeah. and you'd be amazed at the number of people that have come back into the, the classes and they said, hey, Kip, I thought about you today. I did this or I saw this or I was I was having this conversation with my significant other, my loved one, whatever it might be. And for me, that's why I say it's so it's 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 a passion of mine is to be able to share this with people and have those positive influences, those positive conversations. 
you know, and that is always exciting when you have people, I call it those light bulb moments where, where that proverbial light bulb goes off. And sometimes that's during the class itself, but uh, at other times it is those times when the person comes back the next day, the next week, the next month when you're back on site with those clients uh, and they come up to you and they start talking to you about the success that they have had uh, using the concepts. Uh, and that's always exciting. So that leads me to my next question for you. What is one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to you while you've been on site with a client? Can, oh, you, think of, can you think of a specific <laughs> thing or a couple of things there? I, I, I have many, 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 um, I'll, I'll just give you a couple of examples. Okay. So this happened again, a few years back, maybe two years ago, I'm on the East coast. I'll say it this way. And I typically I'll go to one site and I'll talk with the person, my contact and say, Hey, you know, what's the schedule, et cetera, et cetera. So this particular day I met the, uh, the person was the executive vice president of quality. And I, uh, that was my point of contact and uh, the individual, um, she was very, very kind, very nice person. And, uh, she looks at me and she says, Kip, she says, no, don't take this wrong. She goes, but I really don't know why you're here. And I said, okay. I said, well, I'm here to share safe start. She goes, yeah, and I, I understand that. I understand that. She goes, but she goes, she goes, we're really smart people here and we're really safe people here. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, would you mind if I had just maybe a, a you know, a nickel, re a nickel walk around the office area here? She goes, Sure. So I typically ask for maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, nothing, because everybody's busy. Two and a half hours later, <laughs> as we're walking around, I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking questions. That's all. And two and a half hours later, she says, Kip, she goes, this has been the, the best time I've ever spent. She goes, now, I know you only asked for 10 minutes. She says, but it was so good for me. I just absolutely love you asking all these questions. I said, well, thank you. I said, well, I'll be back in tomorrow morning. And I, I said, I'll just be back here to do my training session. She goes, great. So I, I go back to the hotel, do my thing, and I come back in the next morning. So I get on the elevator, and I go up the elevator. And beyond, by the time we got off the elevator, everybody on the elevator is laughing because we're having a good old conversation. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm a nobody, okay? Right. She meets me at the door, and she goes, how did you do that? And I looked around, and said, well, what do you mean? She goes, how did you get these people to laugh? I said, just talking with them. And she says, well, she goes, I want to start off your meeting today. She goes, I got something to, sh to share with the rest of the group. I said, okay. She wasn't even supposed to be there. Okay. Right. She says, I was driving. She goes, Kip came in yesterday and I told him that we were really smart people here and we don't have any injuries. We don't have any incidents because of what we do. And she says, now I live 65 miles from here. So my drive is a fairly lengthy drive. But I started thinking about all those questions Kip was asking me. She said, now we live, my husband and I live in a cul-de-sac. She goes, and I started to make a turn into my cul-de-sac. And she says, as I made a turn, and then she pauses for a second. And she, she's, she's fighting back tears. I'm thinking, uh-oh, something's not good here. She goes, there was two little boys playing. And they were chasing each other with make-believe swords. She said, the one little boy, she says, I ran right out in front of me. And she says, you know, I don't know that if I hadn't had that time with Kip, that I would have actually seen 
that little boy out and run out in front of me and have time to stop. She says, he caused me to think, and all these things that he talked about, all these questions he asked, she said, it caused me to see that we are not the safest people here. It caused me to see that we do need safe start here. And that little boy, he gets a chance to live a little bit longer because I was actually in the moment. I was actually lucky. And so I share that story because, you know, in my life, uh, back in the 80s, after I got out of the military, and, and even in the military, uh, living in many different countries, one of the common denominators I found was that every person, no matter what country I was in, what culture I was in, we all have the same basic fundamental core beliefs. And that is our family is the most important thing. Right. And, and as I started to process that over my career, there's been several people that young, young kids, teenagers, up through even older kids that have passed away. So I've seen the, the really, really downside of these types of things. And Safe Start gives me those tools. So going back to that is influencing other people's lives one life at a time in their moment. And that lady, she allowed me to do that. And the value was so powerful. And then just actually last year, I was out in a mining facility. And there, there was a, it was an overnight crew. So you can imagine, Danny, you've probably been there Mm -hmm. with those types of individuals. I'll say it that way. And in the mining facility, just probably about two o'clock in the morning, we was taking a break. And there was, uh, we was just sitting around the group and I and was talking. And this young man in the front row, he looks at his watch and he says, huh, eight years ago today, dad, he says, you remember what happened? And not knowing to me, but his father was sitting in the back of the room and his father stood up and said, yep, this is eight years ago today. So I got the phone call that made me want to, made me want to vomit on the spot. I said, what happened? And the young man, he lifts up, the, he had his hair kind of combed down over his forehead. He lifts up his, his hair and he had where they had, I think it was like eight, eight or 10 staples that they had put in his forehead. Wow. He said, I was operating a, D, a D12 dozer. And of course, if you're familiar with the mining, you're not allowed to go over a certain percentage of the grade because the dozer could go off the edge of the, uh, and uh, his, his was uh, the, the bank, if you would, broke away from him and his, his D12 went over went over the bank and tumbled. I was like, I think he said 80 some feet down. And he said that his, they got him out of the, out of the dozer and they got him to the hospital. And uh, of course they called his father. It was his father's day off at that point in time. And and of course his father said that was the, the worst thing that he could ever get that type of a phone call. And he said, you know, his father and son both at that point, they started talking about how they could see these states in their own personal life and these errors in their own personal life. And then, they started talking about, you know, the simplest things about being able to utilize the critical error reduction technique. So all those kinds of things, when you talk about, you know, what's been a special moment, I can honestly say that every time I go back on site, I've had people literally walk into my classroom and say, you're not going to believe this. I pulled up to Taco Bell and I started to drive away with the, the food in my, in my lap. And I would normally drive with my knees and eat my food. But today, Kip, I thought about self-trigger and I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it because I understand that. So these types of, of stories I hear every time I go back into the different groups is why it's so special to me, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've also done some work with um, not only our safe track process and the safe start process, but uh, also now you're doing some work with, with safe lead as well, uh, which is our, our supervisory coaching and mentoring process. 
Uh, and I'm sure there's been some light bulb moments there as well. I, I know just uh, one of the ones you recently uh, were on site with, you were telling me some of the things, uh, I want to say off the air, it's not really that we're broadcasting this, but prior to us yeah. hitting the record button here, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I know you, you've had some just phenomenal things happen with supervisors, seeing things and recognizing things there as well, right? Oh, my soul, yes. And, and that's the thing is, is again, in, in the supervisory world, uh, whenever I was in that world, you know, we, we're always chasing this number or that number. And uh, sometimes we forget what the, what the real root cause or what helps us to achieve those numbers are, which is our people. And I've had some very, very influential people in my life uh, that has actually helped me to see that. And for me, um, I, I won't name the names of the companies that I've had the chance to do the, the safe lead with, but I've had supervisors that literally have, have stepped back and they've seen where they've been able to say, you know what, what's the most important thing is that this person right here in the moment, I, I see these states and then, and I want to stop and just have a, a two second or two minute conversation. Right. And, and that's the beauty of safe start is, or safe lead as well. Is that these tools are tools that actually, I just tell people it's about life. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say it's about life is, is the tools that we use in the business world, what's the same communication tools that we use with our family members. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, we let our, we let our, our tongue maybe get away from us and we don't, we don't necessarily think things through. We do that same thing in the business world. We do that same thing outside of the business world. And, and for me, the safe start principles, the safe lead principles, they're all so valuable to help us to not only just have life, but a better quality of life as well. Sure. So. Very good. Well, Kip, thanks for joining us today. I really, really have enjoyed this. Uh, and uh, if anyone wants to reach out to Kip directly, uh, you can reach him at his email address, uh, nice and easy, kip at safestart.com, kip at safestart.com. For Kip and the rest of the team, thanks for listening today. And by the way, don't forget, register for the Human Factors Conference coming up in February of 2022 uh, in Kissimmee, Florida. Really, really looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, You can register online. Uh, You can either talk to your account executives or you can just go out to Human Factors Conference, factors with an S, dot com, humanfactorsconference.com. We'd love to see you there. Uh, So for Safe Talk with Safe Start, I'm Danny Smith. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thank you.